Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today... I think this is going to be our saddest one. One yes. of our saddest ones. We're going to talk about Epiphany Johnson. I was sad. So I had said I was going to start researching this since February. And there's really not that many clips of her on YouTube. And so I kept watching to see what was going to be updated, you know, as more and more people were talking about Sonia Eddy's death. And there was tributes to her. But it was pulling in from other shows that she was on. Right. Or it was replaying these same exact clips. So finally I got to the point that I said, you know, I know someone's going to do a write-up after they do the memorial. And so I'll double check that they have all the stuff that I already have. And we'll go from there. And sure enough, lucky for me, I was right. And they do. So we're going to read the General Hospital wiki page about Epiphany Johnson, and then just kind of add in our own, I loved this, I didn't love that, blah, 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 from what we remember. So, that's where we're at. Okay, so, Nurse Epiphany Johnson was a fictional character on the ABC soap opera General Hospital. She was it's already in past tense. I'm sorry. She was the mother of the late Stan Johnson, who worked for Sonny Corinthos and the late Jason Morgan in their mob organization. She was portrayed by actress Sonia Eddy since the character's debut on March 3rd, 2006, and originally it was a one-day role. Oh. And she was the head nurse at General Hospital since the character's debut. Could you imagine only having her for a day? Luke was only supposed to be, like, six weeks. That's insane. So then the storyline goes, Epiphany Johnson first appeared on General Hospital in 2006 as the new head nurse after Audrey Hardy stepped down. How are they going to have that be... A one-day role. Right, like, exactly. What part, what part thought that that was going to happen? 
even general if she, hospital right is going to have a nurse a head nurse that's not there right i know we see nurses that we only see like for a couple weeks or whatever and we're supposed to just assume that they work on other floors but the head nurse did they have her on the opening credits on wednesday when they did her memorial i don't know i'm not going to go back and watch i don't know i can't decide if i would want her on there or not if that would be like a nice one last i feel like she should have been but i don't know so Um, Epiphany has mostly been a background character, although she was on contract for a short while, but more has been learned about her over the years. No-nonsense nurse Epiphany Johnson is a force to be reckoned with, Mm -hmm. a full-figured woman who speaks her mind and doesn't mince words. Why do we have to talk about her figure? I don't know. Epiphany is quite intimidating. She is a dedicated nurse who doesn't tolerate anyone giving less than 110%. She will call out doctors and nurses alike when she feels that they are being less than professional. I think also that less than 110% when she sees their potential. Because I don't feel like she would make anyone do anything that she didn't know they could do. Right. Or if they're just being lazy. She did not like when people made more work for her. Right. Uh, others were surprised to learn that Stan Johnson, who is a computer expert for Sonny Corinthos and Jason Morgan, is her son. Epiphany hated the idea of her son working for the mob, but couldn't convince him to leave. Her worst fear was realized in 2008 when she was taking a phone call. I'm sorry, when she was talking on the phone to him while he was on a business adventure in Florida. Over the phone, Epiphany hears her son die in a mob hit ordered by Jerry Jacks. You did not know it was Jerry Jacks at first. Right. So when this first happened, Epiphany gets the phone call. And I think it was actually on night shift, not General Hospital. I but was I just could going, be wrong. Yeah. Um, she turns to Jason and says to him, tell me where my son is. Like, I know, or she says something about him being, like, Jason knowing. And Jason says, he doesn't work for us anymore. I don't know where he is. Right. I guess that was a few days before. She didn't know where he was. And then whenever Elizabeth hears this phone call, Elizabeth calls Jason and is like, hey, can you get his coordinates? Because we have no idea where he is. So they actually call the police and have them go to Stan to try to, you know, not let him die or whatever. And you see Jerry Jackson in the background looking like, ha ha, my minions <sighs> listened to me or whatever. But it was not because of Sonny that Stan was killed. And then in February 2008, Epiphany suffers a serious heart attack and collapses in the hospital locker room. She had just received her son's cremated ashes and was clutching them in her hands when they found her. Luckily, the doctors were able to save her life. That was, they didn't mention in this, I guess, because it was on night shift, although I'm almost positive all the Stan stuff happened on night shift. Stan was my, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it was mentioned, obviously, in General Hospital, on General Hospital. Right. I think she got the ashes on General Hospital because they all went to her room, like everybody went to her room to make sure she was okay. And she was like, all of you get back to work. This is right. not a break for all of you, blah, blah, blah. But I think the phone call to learn that Stan had died happened on night shift. I agree. Um, But also one of the cuter scenes that happens to pop up all over YouTube is her yelling at the doctors whenever um, Lisa Niles was around. Yes. And she wanted Beyonce tickets. 
And Dr. Niles was like, I got you, no big deal, here you go, and got her two VIP passes. And then she was playing favorites to Dr. Niles for the next couple weeks because she got her Beyonce tickets. And that was before we knew Dr. Niles was a psychopath. But, yeah, good times. I was. (laughs) And in May 2012, Epiphany begins helping Dr. Patrick Drake cope following this death the supposed death of his wife robin scorpio this is where your quote <laughs> this is where my quotes go she has given him helpful advice on more than one occasion since robin's death in january and then in march 2013 epiphany tells felix dubois a student nurse now an rn that his fellow nurse student nurse sabrina sabrina santiago scored perfectly on the nursing exam and there is evidence of her cheating i.e an anonymous letter obviously written by the rival dr Britt westbourne and the answer key to the exam is in Sabrina's locker. She is persuaded to let Sabrina retake the exam with the following circumstances. She can be watched for the whole testing period and must score 100% again to graduate. I don't think that's fair. 90 or above. Right. Or at least, you know, because if it was a different test. Right. Okay. Sabrina aced, it doesn't matter because Sabrina did ace the test again. And Epiphany tells them that she is investigating on who framed, that she is investigating who framed Sabrina. And it was Britt Westbourne because that's whenever she was jealous of the fact that Sabrina got along with Emma so long, so well, and that maybe there were sparks flying there. Yep. Well, and Sabrina was, well, this isn't Sabrina, but we talked about this with Britt, but Sabrina was also letting Patrick know, hey, your girlfriend, kind of nice. not what... You think she is. Yeah. Later, Epiphany helps Patrick Drake get ready for surgery and tells him that he should figure out his feelings for Sabrina soon. Epiphany resides over the graduation ceremony that includes Sabrina Santiago and Felix Dubois. She also helps out with an ER situation with Nicholas Cassadine, who was shot in Dante and Lulu's apartment. She is part of the opening number for the 2013 Nurses Ball. She is also seen kicking out Dr. Kelly Curtis a reporter for the Access Poor Charles, when Nicholas is questioned about the Cassidine Spencer situation. Epiphany eventually started dating Milo, and I love how they had, wasn't she talking to Liz about how she had a crush on him, and he would never go for someone like me, and then they eventually, Milo told her, like, I don't think I'm good enough for you. What the heck are you talking about? Right. Because... Their first date was at the gym. Yeah. She, she said to him, like, you know, we can go wherever you want to go. And so he took her to the gym, and she got defensive when they got there and said, if you don't like me for what I look like and who I am, then we don't need to be together. And he was like, what are you talking about? I'm not good enough for you. I wanted to bring you someplace I'm comfortable because I'm already nervous enough. Right. And I thought that you would enjoy the workout, but I don't want you to change the way you look at all. You're beautiful. They were so so sweet. I just loved them together. They were great. And we are going to talk about Milo next week. So, yes. And then in January 2016, Epiphany is the first person to see Sunny stand up from his wheelchair. Didn't she tell him to? She was his nurse. He, yeah, she like, was his physical she therapy. She was the person. Stuff. It wasn't like, this sentence kind of makes it sound like she happened upon him or whatever. But right. no, she was working with him mm-hmm. to get better and taking care of him and being, you know, his sole caretaker as far as health care goes or whatever. 
and he had been practicing. And so she was yelling at him about not trying hard enough right. and not putting enough effort in. And he said, wait, watch this and flipped open the, the thingies that your feet go on the footrest, pulled them up and then stood up and like took two steps. And she yep. was shocked about it. But then not that this is about Sonny. He didn't tell everybody else that he could walk right. for quite some time. So, yeah. but Epiphany was the person that knew because he took those first steps to her. And then on February 10th, she introduces Sonny to his new doctor, who turns out to be Dr. Monroe. Dr. Griffin Monroe. Mm-mm-mm. And then in late 2016, her close friend Sabrina was killed by Paul Hornsby, and she deeply mourned the loss of her close friend and colleague. They really were such they were. good friends. And she was so nice to Sabrina when all the stuff with Patrick was going on and... You know, Sabrina was kind of lost with that, too, because she was dealing with Brit trying to be her competition and stuff. Epiphany's like, you go for it. You got this. She gave her her confidence. She brought out the confidence. She didn't give her her confidence. Yes. And then in June 2019, Epiphany tells Bobby that she also has type 2 diabetes, which was diagnosed in 2016, because Lucas has diabetes. Or does Bobby have diabetes? No, Bobby has diabetes. Lucas is sick, though. He's... Lucas does have, because we just talked about this. What were we watching that there was something that Lucas was diagnosed with when he was a child? We're not going to look. We're not going to look. <laughs> I forgot that Bobby has died. That's right, because she kept falling or right, fainting, was, right? She it was fainting. one of those things that they like made it a big deal and she got her diagnosis and now we never hear about it. And we didn't know that Epiphany had it until she told Bobby in 2019. Yes. And then due to her diabetes, Epiphany also had a heart attack while she was on vacation back then, but she never told anyone about it. In August 2020, Jason brings Taggart to the safe house and this is when Taggart came back. Yes. No. He came back in the spring because that's when we interviewed him. Either way, it was the year that he came back. This was when he was still hiding. Yeah. I think that's what you mean. Like, Oh, no, I meant Real Andrews coming back. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Thank you for covering me. No, I I seriously (laughs) thought you meant, like, we knew he was back, but they didn't know The world didn't know. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, yes, that's what I meant. (laughs) Exactly. You should have gone with it. Jason brings Tagger to the safe house to recover from a gunshot wound, and he invites Epiphany. Invites. Invites. He did not invite. He said, no. let's go. I need you to take care of Taggart. And she yelled at both oh, of them. Oh, she was mad. That this is ridiculous. I'm going to get in trouble. Why are you over here? Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And then Epiphany was demoted from being head nurse by Cyrus Renault in September of 2020. And then October 29th, Epiphany tells Liz that she and Milo broke up. I was so sad that day. Yeah. But they broke up because he was on the road too much. Yeah. They didn't get to see each other. Because he was opening all those gyms, right? Yeah. That's what he was doing or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, because he still worked. Like, he worked for Sonny when Sonny needed him, but he didn't work for Sonny right. the way that he had before. So, yeah. They broke up. I was sad. When did... But she obviously had to get promoted back to well, once head nurse. All the stuff with Cyrus Renault when he went back to prison. Yes. And all of that. Um, in 2022, Epiphany begins dating Marshall. I don't know. We jumped that quickly? We did. I... Well, that would have been COVID time. So a lot yeah. of those were old episodes that we would have been watching. I don't no, know. She wasn't in at all in 21? Not in like a enough to mention her. This is just heartbreaking because even though she might have been just there, quote, just there. She didn't have any storylines then. But she always had a good impact. Like, tell us the times that she yelled at them for blah, blah, blah. Yep. Nope. Or had to talk some sense into somebody. Yep. It, I did not find, even going line by line, it was not giving that good of information. So in 2022, Epiphany began dating Marshall. I don't know if that was whenever they first started flirting. I don't remember them dating for an entire year. It was because remember when we did the annual recap, I think it was January when they kissed, wasn't it? Really? I think so. I could just be forgetting. I guess because they were never, like, super mushy. But on January 18th, Marshall Ashford collapses while on a date with Epiphany Johnson at the PC Grill. He's taken to GH where Hamilton Finn has called ahead for a cardiac care team. Later, Epiphany goes to talk to Dr. Rose about his patient, Marshall, and he says that she knows he can't discuss the case with her. I love how they remember HIPAA when they feel like it. Epiphany realizes this, but says that she noticed that he quickly determined it was a simple medication issue, and Rose says he was confident in his diagnosis, and this was really the turning point. Epiphany says that in her experience, it is best to perform ambulatory monitoring to rule out any underlying causes of hypertension, and Rose says that he understands that Epiphany is very experienced, but that he's Marshall's doctor, and he knows what he's doing. And just and he threw there. in that she was basically just a nurse. Right. Uh-uh. Right. So then on March 21st, Dr. Ben Nelson was Willow's doctor and treating her for fainting. He sees Epiphany with Willow in a room and asks her what's going on. He wants to speak with Epiphany privately. They go out into the hallway and Epiphany talks about how her and TJ have been in touch with Dr. Nelson about Willow, who happens to be a nursing student. And Dr. Nelson suggests that Willow get special treatment then. And Epiphany says Willow has been waiting for a while Dr. Nelson says that Epiphany is busy with other patients that need to be seen based on the severity of their condition. And again, just Willow's like, been sick for a year? Mm-hmm. Okay. See? <laughs> yeah, time flies. Epiphany says she's aware of the rules. Dr. Nelson points out that Willow was stable, which put her further down the list. Epiphany says that Willow only needed an IV of saline and electrolytes, and Dr. Nelson would have written it up and signed off on it, and she could set it up. She's sorry she skipped a step, 
but it isn't like she hasn't done it before. So she does the... Oh, she just went ahead yeah, and gave her the gave, saline, and the doctor was like, excuse me, why did you not get me to say it was okay? Right. So Dr. Nelson says, that's not the point, as Epiphany stepped outside the chain of command and took it upon herself to treat a patient. The protocols are in place for a reason. Epiphany says she understands. Dr. Nelson says they will finish their discussion later and walks back into Willow's room. I guess I kind of get it. I mean, it sounds like an IV of saline is not a big deal. But what if she does that for other things? I think it was just things? the fact that he was so dismissive with oh, everything that she said. It, right. Like, he was very condescending. Right. With how dare you even think that you could possibly know that this is the right treatment without me telling you. Right. Right. No, he was just a total jerk. So Dr. Nelson asks Willow how she's feeling. She says much better. Epiphany says that TJ examined Willow upstairs and filled Epiphany in. It's all in the Willow's chart. And then Dr. Nelson says, which talk about unprofessional, Dr. Nelson says that since Epiphany has already began treating, he'll let her finish up and he leaves. Yeah, no. <laughs> After her experience with Dr. Rose and Dr. Nelson, Epiphany decides to become a doctor and begins studying for the MCATs. Portia and TJ help her study. In October, when testing was being given, Epiphany was nervous at first, but when she looked at the first question, she smiled as she knew the answer. And it's kind of um, overlooking the fact that Marshall was really... He absolutely really, encouraged her. Yes. He out the gate. Well, he even said that during the memorial, and he's like, if I hadn't pushed her right. to do this... And I think it was Portia said to him also, she goes, I helped her study. Like, stop it. She was going to do this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But he said, said that from the beginning when he first had his episode, like, why aren't you a doctor? Right. You know, way more than these people do. And she said it had always been her dream, but she was scared. So she made it to quote unquote, just a nurse. And that was where she was going to stay. Right. And he said, no, you're never too old. Go back and get it done. And so, yeah, they're really, that was a lot of their relationship was supporting each other with their medical issues and moving forward from that. So on February 7th, 2023, Marshall tells Trina Robinson that Epiphany passed her MCATs and is out West checking out med schools. He isn't sure if she is moving, but hopes that she isn't. And then on March 22nd, Portia tells Liz that they haven't been able to reach Epiphany for a letter of support as the hospital board is deciding if Liz will keep her job. Epiphany is said to be shadowing a resident at John Hopkins. And I love that they got her into, like, one of the top programs. Right. And may not have received the request yet. Liz is reinstated as the, at the hospital despite not hearing from Epiphany because they used all of her notes. Mm-hmm. All of her head nurse reporting notes. Liz texts Epiphany the news and doesn't get a response. After worrying for a while, she gets a... No, she doesn't. She didn't get a call. She did not get a call. She called Epiphany on March 28th from state... And state trooper Carlson says that he has some bad news. And then we learn the next day that... um, It was March 29th that they had the memorial service. And what happened was... There was a car accident, and Epiphany jumped into action. She went to help rescue the woman, and there was smoke inhalation, and it negatively affected her already pre-existing heart condition, and that woman came to the memorial, and it was real-life friend of Sonia Eddy, Yvette Nicole Brown, sharing basically about how Epiphany died a hero, and 
once she heard that she had a pre-existing condition and she's like, wait, she ran to my aid knowing what she was doing could kill, kill her. her. Right. Yeah. And she still did it. And they were like, yep, that's what she was. That's how she lived. And Liz was touched to hear the story of how Epiphany had saved her life and realized that the fumes from the accident had aggravated her existing heart condition. I'm sorry. It was the fumes. It wasn't the, the smoke. But it ended with a fireworks show, which I am pretty sure that it was Epiphany's remains were made into fireworks. Right, right. So so at the memorial, when they did their flashbacks, they flashed back to um, Milo and her at the gym. And yeah. that was that whole conversation that was that first date, I yeah. just had. Um, Brad and Epiphany, or not Brad. Felix. Felix and Epiphany talking about Brad. But we forgot to talk about that on this week's re- recap. We did. That Felix we did. and Brad, they... They're forming Talked. a friendship. Yeah. They're they're like a a baby friendship. But um it showed Epiphany telling Felix that he could do better than Brad anyway, so not to be upset about that. And then it showed uh Willow talking to Epiphany about nursing because she said she was looking for a new career because Nina had cost her her job as a teacher. So right. she was thinking of switching and Epiphany told her she would be a great nurse. That was a good thing to go ahead and do. And then um, Epiphany at Liz's wedding to Franco, I'm assuming that was. I think so, yeah. And then seeing Sunny Walk, like we talked about. And I wrote Robert. Did it have a flashback of her and Robert? It must have if I wrote it down, but I can't remember what that was I don't then. remember what it was either. Well, it probably had something to do with Robin. Probably. Probably. And then Obrecht, when Obrecht was saying she's going to do whatever she does, and they were yelling at her that she can't mess with the nurse's ball. Yep. And then Carly and her obviously had bonded over Jason and Sonny and those things. So I I did. I felt like it was a really good memorial. They hit on all the points that need to be made. They brought back Milo. Yeah. It, It was so good. I did. I cried. Just a couple other little notes. It says that she was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes in 2016, and no one knew until Bobby because she had the same condition. Oops. If I had read that above, (laughs) we wouldn't have had that whole conversation. That's okay. But, yeah, I knew we didn't know until she told Bobby. Yeah. And she was on night shift, as we mentioned. Some of her nicknames were the formable one, which was by Spinelli, and Miss Epiphany by Trina. Aww. Her birthday was August 12th, 1960. Even though the actress was 55, she was 60. The character was 62. Mm-hmm. Her education they have listed as attended John Hopkins, and they updated her occupation as a medical student shadow for resident physician at John Hopkins, former head nurse at General Hospital, former nurse at GH, and former veterinary assistant. Oh. And her romances were unknown man. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure that means Stanford's dad. Yes. Toussaint Dubois. That was from Night Shift. Which was from Night Shift. Milo Giambetti. Lovers from 2014 to 20. And Marshall Ashford. Flirtation slash dated 2022 to 2023. And in real life, 
on December 20th, 2022. It was revealed by Octavia Spencer. So I apologize. I said that it was Yvette Nicole Brown had. I'm pretty sure that I did see her obviously oh, sure post something, did, yes. but it was Octavia Spencer that initially shared that uh, Sonia had passed away on December 19th from an infection resulting from surgery. As a result of her passing, her final in-person appearance on General Hospital was October 20th. I hate it, but I love it that it was her taking the test. Right. Like, it, it could not have happened any other way. I don't know. It, I think it, it's so kismet that the, that is exactly. how... The timeline just totally lined up. If this had to happen, as far as the soap opera writing goes, it all fell like, into place perfectly. How could that have... I mean, they must have known that she was probably going in for surgery. Right. But still. And then on January 11th, 2023, it was revealed that there would be a tribute episode to Epiphany coming up in March. And at the end of that day's episode, they had a brief montage dedicated to Sonia Eddy. And they very quickly went to social media to let everybody know <laughs> that was not it. Because that's what they did to Stuart Damon. And yeah. Right. So... And then on February 15th, it was confirmed that her tribute episode would officially air on March 29th. In the March 2023 issue of Soap Opera Digest, it was confirmed by Frank Valentini that Epiphany's episode will revolve around her memorial service. <sighs> Made it without crying. Good job. But it, it is. It's. I don't know. I can't explain the feeling other than, like I said on our uh, recap of... It feels like we lost a friend. Yeah. And I'm really bummed at the write-up just because there are, I know she wasn't a quote main character, but I never felt like she was a side character, if right. that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. she, I feel like she ran the hospital. Right. You know, they might be fighting over who's technically chief of staff, but oh no, it was Epiphany who ran that hospital. Mm hmm. Hmm. There's not really a good way to end this. No. She will be missed in real life and on General Hospital. Yep. So join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet with the peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.